tuned to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. A loaded show for you today. As always, we're going to preview some of those Final Four matchups. The final, Final Four for Coach K. Maybe, allegedly. I also heard that he was his last game against North Carolina, but here we sit today. Uh, then we'll also get into some of these rumors from the NFL. A little bit of a quiet day. I, I've expected some news to drop from the NFL, and we just haven't had anything yet. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Bruce Arians, kind of put that one to bed. Adam Schefter getting extended. But then also, now we're going to get into some of the less popular sports today. Wrestling, mm. golf, mm. Formula One racing, and football as they call it around the world with the world cup just right around the corner uh, but we thank you guys for joining us today uh, we talked a little bit about bruce arians yesterday and we had pitched some conspiracy theories i now am i'm totally off of it i, I don't think that there's a conspiracy about brady and uh, that he was in on anything i actually think that they just probably worked this thing out together and that it is fine that it is what it is bruce arians moving on to the front office probably just looking out for his guy and Todd Bowles, Tom Brady, probably just thinking, yeah, I still got all my guys on the field. We're fine here. So I, I don't know about you, big country, but I'm, I'm done with the rumors. Yeah, I am too. There was something last night and I can't remember. I, I need to start taking notes of stuff when I see it. So I can remember to do it on the pod. Kind of like I do tell the truth Tuesday, because there's a lot of stuff that I see. And it's like, I have a quick opinion on it. I was like, okay, well, right. let's talk about it here. And then the, you know, the typical, like I'm going to set this here so I don't forget it. Well, guess what? I forgot where my new hiding spot was. And, I lost that money that I was trying to save. So it's just part of it. <laughs> Same thing with information I try to bring to the show. But I think everything you said right there is is true and on point, too. Like, Brady, nothing changes for him on the field. He gets his guys. He gets Chris Godwin coming back. Coaching staff. Bulls gets to go be the head coach. I think it sets him up nicely. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And that's I like to be – I like to buy into the conspiracy theories. My thing is I like to talk about them, I, but I never really – Buy into it. Does it? Am you're I not, gullible if I'm like sitting there buying into it? Does it make me gullible? You are. You are, you are a gullible person. Yeah. It, it, it's fun though to buy into a narrative. Of yeah. Even like, oh man, I wonder what is going on behind closed doors. Because there are sometimes even in the NFL where you will hear news happen, and then think, oh, I, I don't believe that, and then it drops, and it is true. Uh, yeah. But that's the Bruce Arians thing. Yesterday, um, also Adam Schefter got extended. Which Ew. is, I, I think it's huge news because, I mean, to pull him away from ESPN was going to be a massive thing. And it, ESPN finds a way to extend not only him, but also uh, Woj to where mm-hmm. you got two of the biggest newsbreakers in their sport. And both of them staying at ESPN now is huge. It would have been weird to see Schefter move on. Um, if you're not as up to date on this one as Big Country and I are, uh, there were a lot of talks about him moving on to um, one of the gambling companies. Yep. Like a, a bet MGM or a FanDuel, someone like that, trying to pull him away from ESPN. But he does get locked up uh, with ESPN now. He's going to stay there for a while. And he'll continue to do shows like that uh, was like NFL Live, NFL Countdown mm-hmm. that he does, which will be good. Um, 
I don't know what's next for these gambling companies, but I don't think they just say, oh, darn it, we missed on Adam Schefter. Let's forget about this completely. Yeah, and it, good for them, you know, swing high, see what you can start at and what you're able to offer. And these guys make so much money anyways in these sportbook companies. They'll probably be able to pay the salary within like a month. So it's like, yeah, one month of gambling pays the salary. We have 11 more months to make profit off of. They just make buku loads of money. It's fun for them. So like, yeah, you missed out on Adam Schefter. You might have missed out on Woj. Go get some of these other guys that are out there. There's plenty of them. Uh, you mentioned the point yesterday, so I don't want to see your take here, but like, there's so many of them with NFL Network. You're telling me you can't take one of those guys? Yeah, like I love Tom Pelissar. I think he does a fantastic job as well of, of breaking news. But it's, I mean, it is Schefter's world. I do wonder what he does, what he goes to the table and says, like, I want this much money. Because uh, I'll tell you, it's it's almost blank check territory for Adam Schefter. Oh, yeah. No one's on his level, not even guys like an Ian Rappaport. Or, like I said, I love Tom Pelissaro. I love Ari. They're not Schefter, though. I mean, the week that we were blocked from him was hell. Yeah, it was really tough. <laughs> it was, you know, sitting there asking for screenshots, and people were like, well, why did you get blocked? Oh, it was a joke, and I didn't think it would be this long. Like, I thought it was going to be like two days. I know it would be a week of just. Like, I started to panic there for a while that it would be forever. Obviously, it found the workaround of like using the mic'd up account that wasn't blocked from Schefter mm-hmm. to get some of that breaking news, but it it was, it was tough. A stupid decision on my part to try and follow you. You did it intentionally. The yeah, thing. yeah, it was not smart. I I respect the fact that you tried it. That's the last time I jump off a bridge with you. I'll tell but you. But at the same time, <laughs> we kind of needed it. Oh, absolutely. And with Woj, too, like even in the NBA realm, there's really no one else there either. But Shams, like that's it. It's just Woj and Shams. That is about all there is in the world of Newsbreak for these sports. Are you on, Are you reading Twitter? No. Why? What's going on? I think the Chiefs are moving. What? Moving what? I think they're moving. I think they're leaving Kansas City. (laughs) You are such a liar. (laughs) There's a Schefter tweet out already. This is some stupid April Fool's thing. There's no way. (laughs) I think they're moving to Mexico City. Adam Schefter just tweeted it. Sources close to Kansas City Chiefs tell my team will move to Mexico City. I guess I'm still blocked from Schefter because I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it either, but I don't know if. Uh... That tweet's out there. Sure enough, 10.07 a.m., two minutes ago. Well, that sucks. I also don't believe this at all. This is such it's a probably, It's probably a, a fake. It is April 1st. It is April Fool's. It is probably a fake, but my phone never, is blowing up. I've never seen you act this way before. I don't know. There are a lot of tweets out there saying that the Kansas City Chiefs are moving to Mexico City, that they'll break their lease. There were a lot of rumors. I can't, I can't imagine that they would. Surely not. Into Mexico City. Why Mexico? You're going to be the Mexico City Chiefs? Are you going to change that up? That is the biggest city in North America.
It's got to be fake, though. For sure. Our guy Jacob is tweeting at us, though. Yeah, I see that. What the fuck? As of 10.07, Matt is in the chat saying, holy shit, holy shit. I have what I feel like is about a million text messages right now. It's not a matter of niff, it's a matter of (laughs) win. I don't know. I don't know about you. My internet is like broken right now. I can't get anything to load. But I'm getting a lot of DMs and text messages. Yeah, same. Big if true. I might shit my pants. <laughs> Good news for me, I have a passport. Uh, <laughs> what if it's true? <laughs> Oh man, getting roasted in the chat. Oh, what if it's true? <laughs> what there ain't doing? no way. I'm not believing it. April Fools. Ha 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 ha. Hey, that's pretty scary acting you got there, though. Was it pretty good? The little shakiness in your voice. <laughs> it's an April Fools joke. Yeah, one hundred. I knew you were on too high alert this morning to actually fall for it. For yeah. I feel like if you would, if there had been something else happening, I'm terrified now that you have that in your back pocket of like <laughs> how emotional you can sound. I told you yesterday I can make myself cry. Yeah, I'm scared of that. <laughs> I just have to think a really sad. Thought. Like what? You had Bro- you had Brooks in on it. You had Brooks and Jacob in on it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that was good. Did you at least think for a second? Like half a second, I was just like, that would be crazy. <laughs> it would suck. Peek behind the curtain. There were a couple people in the DMs like, hey, what are you going to do to big country? And I'm like, oh, shit. I need to do something for April Fool's. I'd kind of forgotten about it. But thanks to our lovely listeners. There were people in the DMs trying to get this to happen? <laughs> yeah. You dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Not a matter of if we prank you. It's a matter of when. Um, it will happen, though. It will happen. Well, yesterday, Matt scared me with the, the screen mask on. Lucky I saw that Chiefs hoodie on it. What, Jacked him. I'm like, I don't know. Stranger danger. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, we do. <laughs> April Fool's. Appreciate Chiefs it. Chiefs are not moving anywhere <laughs> for the people that are listening to this. Um, but also appreciate the guys that were out there uh, trying to help out. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a good, valiant effort. Uh, but Adam Schefter is going to be extended because he is a top newsbreaker. Obviously, tweets like these are what he gets paid for. How how mad would you be? How long would you cry if the Chiefs left Kansas City? I would be pissed. I would be I would be pissed. I would leave honestly for the rest of the day. Just, <laughs> just I stop. Got none to say. Stop right here and <laughs> yeah. And do it. I don't think I've ever fallen for an April Fool's joke. I got my mom with one when I was in middle school and had them write like a, a write up letter. To pretend I got like written up and suspended from school, and my mom believed it for a little bit. And then when I told her it was April, she got pissed because it was like, "What did you do to get suspended?" And I had to come up with this elaborate story. Like me and the principal came up with it, it was good. And then it was like, by the time I told her it was April Fool's joke, she was just like, "Well, now you're actually really grounded because that's not funny." <laughs> wow, no wow. fun zone, <laughs> mom. Yeah. Thief of joy. <laughs> I just don't believe anything that's out there. I, I 
Usually I have the reaction you had this morning of like, I don't believe it. I see it, but I'm not buying into it. Yeah. I've got to check like three sources before I'll believe anything. I and did then there was, I did, the one thing that really got me is where I was just like, are we trying to prank the listeners? And I missed a message and like, <laughs> we have the guys in on it or is this to prank me? Cause that's where it's just like, oh wow, this is, this is crazy. Wasn't sure necessarily how top, to handle top it. Top level acting on your part. <laughs> well, it was just sort of lean into it. And not like, <laughs> you went full Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my Yeah, hands. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it is April 1st. And what sucks is that now everybody uh, will put out the tweets. It's like, ah, this is an April Fool's joke. Everybody has to try to do it. Everybody has to try their fun and ruin mine. Um, speaking of ruining fun, I-, I wanted to talk about the Yankees today. Because their uh, GM, Brian Cashman, had some comments yesterday about how if it weren't for the cheating Astros, the Yankees would have won a World Series. They haven't won one since 2009. And first off, like, you crying little babies, you haven't won a World Series since 2009 and you're upset about it. There are franchises that go over 100 years without winning one. Uh, But Brian Cashman did come out and say if it weren't for – uh, you know, the Astros in 2017 or whenever it was, that the, uh, the Yankees would have a World Series. He might be right. But at the same time, are people forgetting that the Yankees were also cheating? That they were also in on it? That there's like a sealed letter from the commissioner of baseball to the Yankees about sign stealing? <laughs> or that uh, Carlos Beltran, one of the ringleaders of the sign stealing, came from the Yankees and went to the Astros? That, do you think that year he was just like, hey, by the way, we're going to start stealing signs here? No, it's probably something they were using all along. And we talked about it this week. I'm, I'm kind of a Yankees fan. I'm a Yankees supporter mm-hmm. almost. But this is just total bullshit of, oh, if it weren't for that one cheating team, we would have done it. Like, everybody knows you were cheating. Too. And it was like the horrific actions of the Houston Astros. Like you, were, yeah. like you said, like you were part of it too. If it's horrific on what the Astros did, then it's horrific that you did it too. Yeah. And I'm a big scaredy cat. Why are you acting so scared? Quit being crybabies. Be better hitters. Stay healthy. Right? Start stealing signs again or or something along those lines. And I do think, like, the cheating is bad. You don't want that to happen. But there were so many teams doing it. I mean, this goes back to, like, my hatred of the Red Sox. You hate everything the, the Yankees do because you can't match it. This is the Yankees now doing this. With the Astros. Oh, we would have got that World Series if they wouldn't have been cheating. I mean, yeah, we were cheating too, but like not as bad as they were. <laughs> yeah. So it just it irritates me when, when teams do this, when people do this. Um, but what doesn't irritate me is Roper Kia. You should hop in there, check out their inventory online. If they don't have what you're looking for, they'll help you find it. All you have to do is mention us here at Mic'd Up, and they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about the site is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. I practiced this for 20 minutes last night. <laughs> It's I, one sentence. I don't know. Like, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when. And then when I go to say it fast, it's like, do I skip over the word of? It's, it's a matter I think of you're it. combining words. It's a matter. Of, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. 
I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I'm just I'm giving up. I'm leaning into it. I'm a NIF guy. I I just love old... that it's turned into a thing. This week <laughs> it has really blown up to where Well, it's just because like Brooks pointed it out. He's like, Oh, he says NIF and I was like, No, I don't. Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my Mind life. Mind blowing when he pointed it out. Immediately I heard it every time you've said it before. It's like, <laughs> Oh my god. He says NIF. And it's not even the fact that you say NIF. It's the fact that you can't correct it. That you've <laughs> Unless I say it super trying. slow. Uh-huh. It is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when. You have to read it like a third grader to say it right. It's like when I'm doing talking to Siri so she understands what I'm trying to say. Kid can't even read. <laughs> but it's not even a read. We don't have an ad read. We do say no. like the same thing every day. We have one ad read. It's at the beginning of the show. Everything else is just... We get to talk about it, but for some reason, you say NIF. <laughs> I love it, though. I do. And as I said when Brooks first pointed it out, this is almost like a genius marketing campaign to where now people are definitely listening to the Gunspot ad. They're definitely listening to Downtown Lube because they know your big ass is going to say NIF. I'm about to NIF this up. <laughs> I got to like come up with my own little saying to Ugh. get people to listen. What to I hope is now they start saying NIF and then other people are like, did you say NIF or IF? And it's just like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. The big country uh, NIF is contagious. And it is very much a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't brought in uh, the old iPad to get you <laughs> uh, Let's get to some of these Final Four games, though. Uh, a very exciting weekend. Uh, and Saturday night, we're going to get these Final Four games. Villanova versus um, Kansas is your first Final Four matchup. It's going to tip off at 5.09 Central Time. I'm excited about this one, but I do wish Villanova were healthy for it. Yeah. And it almost feels like it's a guaranteed loss for Villanova just because of that. I mean, you've lost, what, two or three players now and one of your starting guards that's tore his Achilles, and it was a nasty injury, but you're here playing against Kansas, and we saw them against Miami. You struggle for a half, and then you come in, and what was it, 46-11 to 11 was the second half ultimate score. Yeah, it was like 47-15. Yeah, and it was just insane to think about that Kansas can put up that many points and a half once they get rolling. So I'm taking Kansas to beat Villanova here. You guys have heard me say it enough. I actually had Duke and Kansas in my in my championship game just because I figured it would be rigged all the way for Duke. I just wish I would have taken North Carolina going all the way instead of Kentucky because I had Kentucky beating North Carolina in the elite in the elite eight to then sneak into the final four. But thank you, St. Peter's. Yeah, and um, usually what I do peek behind the curtain is I'll go to ESPN and look at their like game preview. They'll give you the spread. Uh, they'll give you over under, uh, you know, a couple stats for the team for players, and it's interesting here because Kansas is favored betting spread uh, minus four and a half, but they also do their little ESPN matchup predictor, mm-hmm. and Villanova is favored in the matchup predictor. How? So now it's like we're going against ESPN versus Vegas. I'm going Vegas actually. <laughs> See how it turns out. It is. It's wild too because even like obviously ESPN, they want to be right. This isn't a situation. I will say Vegas sometimes will put out some numbers that they don't even believe in just mm-hmm. to get people betting the other way. You'll see spreads move. You'll see lines move. But with ESPN, they have no reason to predict a Villanova win. But they're just so beat up that they just had one of their top scorers tear his ACL or not his ACL, his Achilles, mm-hmm. and then uh, Gillespie, he's banged up too. That's part of the tournament is trying to make it through. I'm not trying to discount a Kansas win if they get it, but I do think that that is a situation to watch for. And Kansas is healthy. Abaji has been 
tearing it up. You have Remy Martin in there too. And then a shitload of role players. Yeah. I honestly, I don't think that Villanova is going to win this game. I don't want to write them out um, altogether, but I just, I don't think they can beat this Kansas team. They've been too good. And even some of the tough opponents that they've faced a little bit, a little bit of an easy schedule. So maybe, maybe we'll see them finally get a two, a true test here with Villanova. I do love Villanova. I like Jay Wright quite a bit, their coach. And as most people probably know, I'm not the biggest Kansas fan in the world. I do respect them. I think they're good. I think Bill Self uh, probably going to be the best coach in the country next year. Uh, but I just I can't find myself rooting for them. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Sorry. Uh, I think Brooks just figured out why I say matter and if. Because I say it like matter of fact instead of matter of. Huh. Matter and if. Yeah. It's not a matter and if. It's a matter it's not a matter of if. Oh, look at freaking Brooks, man. Brooks Steve Quinn. pathologist kid over here. What's like, up? Listener of the year slash speech pathologist. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Try it. Say it quick. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. You were really thinking about yeah. that one. <laughs> it's not a matter of Eyes if. Eyes to the it's sky. Matter, <laughs> it's a matter of if. It's not a matter of if. It's, that matter of fact. Wow. Shit. <laughs> The more you know. I'm back. <laughs> Took us a week, but we taught my guy how to say if live on a podcast. Appreciate it, Brooks. Appreciate but I'm right there with you in terms of Kansas being able to score and the role players. It's just it feels like it's just kind of written in the stars for them to get it because right there in that 2020 season with COVID, they had a really good team. Everyone kind of had them as a favorite to go win it, and they got kind of screwed out of it when March Madness got canceled. So last year was kind of a hiccup. Now you get it this season. I think it's a I shouldn't say a makeup, but like in terms of Kansas, it's like, hey, this is our redemption opportunity. Let's go get it. We have a lot of talent. This is a year for us. So for them to make it to the championship, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and on the other side of the bracket, we have the Eric Church region, uh, North Carolina versus Duke. A huge game, obviously, anytime these two play each other. I, I believe this is the first time they've played each other in the Final Four, though. If not, it's, I mean, been a while. Is but, it the first uh, time really they've played cool. in the tournament? Mm-hmm. Like, just as a whole, not even the Final Four, just the tournament as a whole. I think this is... Possibly. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I believe you, Michael. <laughs> uh, Duke favored by four in this one. Uh, the matchup predictor, though, according to ESPN, 68% towards Duke. This does feel like the basketball gods maybe have played a role in this one. Duke even making it to the Final Four. They have a very talented team. Coach K is still a very good coach. Uh, I do think that he's probably fallen off a little bit just because he's old as balls now. Uh, but this is also a very good Duke team, like I said. A lot of young talent. Von Caro is going to be an NBA superstar most likely. And My name is Timothy Chu, and I'm the CEO of <laughs> Where's that coming from? I don't know. <laughs> uh, April Fool's, but like, there's I keep getting weird audio through my headset. <laughs> and that time you heard it, right? Yeah, I don't know where it came from, though. Okay, me either. <laughs> and this is not me trying to prank you again. <laughs> like, I did. I don't know. Duke-North Carolina is going to be a good matchup, though. I am pulling for Duke, and I do think that they will win this game. And I, this might just be me saying that I want Duke to win because I have a Duke tattoo. But this is, this is what I want to happen. I want to see Coach K and his... In his final year, get the championship. 
And it just it feels like it is destiny. It's the basketball gods. It's rigged for them to win. I don't know, but it just it feels like that is the case this year. Been calling it from the start. I'm creeped out about where this audio came from. Yeah, did anyone else hear? Whatever, it's just my luck. We're freaking haunted. But, right, but uh, Duke over North Carolina. Yes. I do think it's going to be a close game. I do, too. I was sitting here looking at the scores kind of their last, like, five matchups, and North Carolina showed the ability to score 90 points um, within just a normal round, and then they, when they played Baylor, they went into overtime and scored another 90. So they've shown the ability to put points on the board. In Duke, their highest has been about 85, and they played Michigan State. So I almost want to look at this game as, like, a 79 to like 75 type of matchup. Actually, I think this comes down to like a buzzer beater score under 10 seconds for Duke to win it. We haven't seen it yet. In I was going to say, I think I saw that tweet as well, where we haven't seen any big buzzer beaters or big shots within the last 10 seconds. Yet. Yep. I think that's what the, I think this is a game that happens. If so I will does, actually say 78, 75 Duke wins with a last second three. Yep. If this does happen where you get a buzzer beater or a last-second shot like this, then we do have to start believing in a sports god. I don't care what you think about the other religious views, but if this happens, there's a basketball god, and he's probably a Duke fan. Yep. Yeah, that's my take on this one. Um, A couple people I've seen debating on Blue Bloods, and uh, you you look at these four teams that are left, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, and a lot of people are saying all four teams are blue bloods. And that got me thinking, like, who are the blue bloods of college basketball? I will say three of them are for sure. Kansas, Duke, I think they're in a tier of their own. Mm-hmm. North Carolina also up there. Villanova's probably pretty close. They've been so good over the last couple of years. They've got to be. They just won a championship, like, what, three year, four years ago on a buzzer beater? Uh, yeah, they were the one that I did question. I think Kentucky belongs up there. Kentucky does for sure. So those would be like my four surefire. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky. Villanova is getting close. Uh, maybe on like the outside looking in. But like you're just at the window. If someone looks over and sees the window, like, oh, shit, just here. Come on, sneak in. They, they are on their way. I will say that about Villanova. Would you say Michigan State, Michigan – Michigan State is probably up there. I would I would consider them a blue blood. Is Gonzaga, are they becoming one? They haven't won a championship yet. That's a solid point. And I like them, but <laughs> at some point you've got to win a championship, especially be considered a blue blood. Yeah, like even right. on the college football side of things, looking at Georgia, it was like, oh, Georgia's a blue blood. Are they? Now I think they are. But they'd gone so long without a championship. As Brooks said, UCLA dominated. I feel like it's just been so long. Yeah. Since they did. Obviously, they're, they're pretty good now, this year. I would probably put them up there. I think Villanova is that one that is, like, questionable. They're on the line. Matt mentions UConn. Is the men's UConn team? Used to be. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Jim Calhoun. Uh, you had guys coming through there, like Ray Allen, Rip Hamilton. Yeah. Man, how long ago was the that? Mecca Okafor, 90s. Back when the Big East was the Big East, yeah, they were dominating there. I would probably put UConn up there. They've just been so bad recently. Yeah, I can um, remember I mean, their when last, their last stud was what Kimball Walker, where that uh, Shabazz Napier. Yeah, that's it. 
But even I don't I think just he did much in the his league. first and last name. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I Vill, Villanova's close. I would put schools like UConn, Michigan State, and maybe even UCLA in that next tier down. Of like, man, you're really close. UCLA is one that. What about like Wisconsin? I feel like was when. Oh my gosh, let me stutter through that. When Wisconsin gets like rolling, they're usually a team to kind of look out for. Yeah. Syracuse is another one. Bayheim. Yep. He got his championship with Carmelo Anthony and Hakeem Warwick. That was a solid year. How in the world has he not been able to do that again? You know, there's an argument that he's only been able to do it once, and it took Carmelo Anthony to yeah. get it done. So, yeah, it is crazy. I do think he's a really good coach. I like him a lot. I think he's very innovative on the defensive end. The zone they run is it was unstoppable there for a while. Yeah. Then I do think the people figured it out. Yeah, it hit threes and it breaks it. Uh, Brooks mentions it in the chat, Louisville. I was actually thinking about them, but I wasn't 100% sure. Because I feel like they just kind of went on that one run with, uh, what was that coach's name? Man, why did the name slip in my mind today? Oh, yeah. But uh, he ended up getting fired, mm-hmm. some type of allegations and stuff going on. But They're probably close. Georgetown? There's just, what's crazy is there's so many that were good so long ago that it feels like they should be, but I don't know that they are anymore. Like even Georgetown, they're not like a feared school. No. Not Patrick Ewing is your coach, but I, I don't know. That's that the they, scariest part of it is when Patrick Ewing walks out and it's like, who are the rest of these guys? doesn't even matter. Yep. Yeah. But I, I think the four for sure's Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina. Yep. Even with North Carolina, North Carolina almost belongs in the tier below. Well, they've won recently, so within the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, uh, if you're listening in the call-in app with us, you can check the chat and see a lot of different people's opinions on the Blue Bloods. I think that's just like a fun opinion. I'm not going to get super upset either way if you think ucla is a blue blood how about one we haven't didn't mention at all indiana i don't think they are anymore i agree with you i mean it's just been so long since they were the last one they won was in 1987 ucla last one in 1995 kentucky was 2012 holy smokes they're kind of i mean north carolina was 2017 duke 2015 it's about to be 2023 Louisville was 2013. I did not realize that UConn had such a good run from 99 to uh, 2014. In 15 years, they won four titles. That's right up there with, I mean, even guys like Coach K. Yeah. I mean, even Villanova. Villanova did win in 2016 and 18. Yep. So, wow. I think you do have to put them up there. Man, Florida was close. How about that one? I'm looking at a yeah. list on Wikipedia. Uh, Florida was close. They had 06, 07, and it looked like Billy Donovan was going to have like the next UCLA there. Then they just they've kind of fallen off. <laughs> Michigan State, man, I was I was high on Michigan State. They haven't won a Natty since 2000. Before that, you go back to uh, Magic Johnson era. <laughs> so then you got to take them out as well. It's it's kind of crazy. Again, I'm a Duke guy. Kind of crazy what Duke and North Carolina have been able to do since 
you know, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like, since that era, nobody really competes with them. Even all those great Kentucky teams that they've had, you got one title out of Calipari in 2012. Yeah. Look at us. Talking that was, like, about right there at the start. Right. And then, and then just since then, it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, now he's still can talk about all the guys that they have in the NBA. Yeah. But <laughs> you have to talk about all the guys you have in the NBA, and they're like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I have one national title. I feel like, though, with Kentucky, people look at it and go, yeah, because they're all one and done, and they've gone to the NBA to become studs. If you would have kept it, like, if you're able to keep those guys there for four years and you get some of them playing together, I think Kentucky's almost unstoppable. I mean, you could say the same thing with Duke in North Carolina, though. Oh, yeah. I'll go down a rabbit hole sometimes and look at some of those old Duke teams and what could have been with guys like, who was it, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, and I think Zion. All could have been there at the same time. Yeah, Anthony Davis was Kentucky, so never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but even those Kentucky teams, I haven't looked at those recently, but there are where, like, you probably could have had guys like Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Devin Booker came off the bench when he was there. Well, you could throw him in there. It's wild what's going on with college recruiting even. And the NBA, or sorry, college basketball on the men's side has been this way for a very long time to where you'll get those one-and-dones. But it is, uh, I wish they would do something. I also think we're kind of starting to see these programs realize I can go to the transfer portal and we're going to get these guys who are really good college players. Mm-hmm. And you're going to allow your one-and-dones. And I wouldn't be surprised if that rule is overturned pretty soon to where kids can go straight from high school again. Really? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. And I, I think even a guy like um, LeBron James might be pushing for it, so his kid can do it. There's really not much argument against it either, though. Like in the NFL, you can't go straight from high school because you would literally die. I mean, some yeah. of these kids who are really good high school players weighing in at 150, 160 pounds – are not prepared to go over the middle against the 240-pound linebacker. So, like, that rule will never, should never be overturned. But in, in basketball, like, it's not that physical of a sport. Yeah. We've seen guys make the jump before. You, you know, back to Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant. They weren't great as rookies, but, they, I mean, they weren't getting hurt. So I, I do think the NBA rule gets overturned. And I think that I'm on board with it, too. Of Like, it's really cool to see some of these guys – play for a year but at the same time i i want to see guys stay for two three years like drew timmy like to watch him play and i mean he's probably going to come back it's really cool to know that he's on gonzaga's team yeah. jalen suggs was fantastic last year chet holmgren fantastic this year they're gone but to get guys like drew timmy that stay around for a little while he's cool takes me back to my childhood when guys didn't leave early you, I've never not known. I was going to yeah. say, you've never experienced that. Allegedly born in 1995. Yes, sir. been around for that one. Um, I'll tell you what you have been around for, and that's a few happy hours at Club 609. Uh, go in there, check them out. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, some delicious appetizers as well at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their, soul, for their full list of services. Excuse me. Now, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change in your tire service. So get that done at Downtown Lube. You did it. 
You, I think you have to send like a Derek Jeter style gift basket to Brooks Gwynn. I'm just gonna say, Daddy's back, but <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was fun while it lasted. But apparently, you can say if now. So, give me one more. I don't know. It's not a matter of. <laughs> I got scared there. It's not a you matter did? of an. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Nope. You said it again. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. There you go. Oh, we got it. Uh, we also have a lot of weird. I say weird sports, but I know that a lot of people are into these sports. They are very popular. They're going to sell a lot of pay-per-views, or you're going to have people waking up early to watch the World Cup. But we have WrestleMania is this weekend. I'm sure you knew about that. Oh, absolutely. I did not. The Masters coming up next weekend, uh, but also Formula One racing, I feel like has become pretty popular. And they've announced this week that they're going to have a race in Las Vegas, which looks really cool. And then also... Uh, I keep seeing World Cup news. Mm-hmm. I will tell you guys, these are four sports that I don't really keep tabs on. Uh, WrestleMania, I think the big news there is that Pat McAfee is actually going to have some type of match that weekend with like Austin Theory, I believe is the kid's name. That's been promoted highly. Uh, the Masters, it looks like Tiger Woods is going to be playing in it. F1 in Vegas, they did a documentary over it on Netflix and it, on Netflix, and it has become a massive hit. Like, people have loved it. Is that like, why people are paying attention to it? Yep. Yeah, I think that's why it's making so much news here in America now is because that documentary has just taken off. So that's something I actually kind of want to watch, too, and see if I can get involved with it because watching that race, the path that they've put through Vegas looks amazing. Like, it would be so cool to see a race like that just through the city of Vegas. I'm going to ask a question that I don't think you know the answer to, but do they do a lot of races here in the States? No, I think it's all over... That's what I've assumed, too. It would be kind of cool for them to be in I, Las Vegas and be like, wow, I recognize that. I think they do one uh, at, like, the Indy Speedway. Well, that's boring, though, because that's just one yeah. big... Well, they don't go in a circle. They have... So that's one thing that's cool about Indy is that they have, they've built in, like, a track within the middle of the track for races like this. Well done. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they should do. Now, one of the biggest uh, shocks of the century for me was the day that I found out you are not a big wrestling guy. It was say, a shock to you? I would say with all due respect, you look like the kind of guy that would be super into wrestling. I don't even understand that. I feel like I should be taking it as disrespectful, but I don't even understand how I possibly look like that. You are literally too dumb to insult. <laughs> That's a quote from a movie. Sorry, I had to get that one out. Uh, we are ending the show early today. <laughs> with the name, with a nickname like Big Country, and just your overall demeanor and the way you carry yourself, I would guess that you were a huge wrestling fan. No. Do I think I could be a good wrestler now that I understand how it's done? Absolutely. Yeah? I really think so. Do you realize how big these guys are, though, right? 100%. Like, you're not big country. You are just country as a wrestler. You actually, you might have to steal the nickname Smaller Country (laughs) from our listener in the chat. Because those guys, like, the average wrestler is probably like 6'2 to 6'4. We're the same size. Nope, you're the small end of that. I'm 6'2". I know. That's the small end of 6'2 to 6'4". <laughs> then you have guys like the Giant, who are like 7 feet tall, or the Big Show. Like You would just be – it's like basketball. You would just be country out there because these guys are ridiculous. I have seen that – I think it's WWE is like going around to different colleges, 
and looking at athletes and saying like, hey, you're probably not making it to <laughs> the NFL, the WNBA, or whatever. Come audition for us. I think that's a genius idea. It you look at some is. of the great wrestlers that have come through there, at least the ones I'm aware of, a lot of them are failed college athletes. I don't even know if you could call it failed. They just weren't able to reach that next level and make it to professional athlete. But if you can get them wrestling, I mean, that's millions of dollars. And I was I used to be a huge wrestling fan. We used to be a buy pay-per-views family. Back in the day when Stone Cold Steve Austin was wrestling, uh, The Rock was out there. It was, it was a prime time for wrestling. Uh, so I have, I have no idea who's wrestling for WrestleMania. I, I had no idea Pat McAfee was involved with it. That's not necessarily something that piques my interest anyway. <laughs> I, I think Brock Lesnar maybe is back. I've seen some tweets about him. I think he wrestles. I couldn't tell you who he's wrestling or anything about them. I never got to see John Cena. Who's the other one that became an actor? Uh, Batista. That one? Yep. I have no idea about them. Triple H, I don't think he's in it anymore. Randy Orton, I didn't realize he was 6'5". I'm saying that's what I'm telling you. Like These guys are huge. These are not your average human beings. They are giants. Triple H, 6'4". <laughs> yeah. Now now tell me about how they, oh, I'm 6'2", blah, blah, blah. Everybody Batista was 6'6". Six, six. Good God. Who is? Batista. Yeah. I mean, The Rock's got to be every bit of 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah, I already knew that, though. But I think when you look at The Rock, you're like, oh, wow, that's a really big actor. But when he was wrestling, he didn't look bigger than everyone else. Yeah. He was just a pretty good-sized guy. Here we you go. look like you're about to say something, but I'm waiting for you. I'm looking up more size of these wrestlers. Stone Cold Steve Austin, 6'2". Yeah, 6'2", badass, though. Oh. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> wow. Sorry. You're not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was 6'2", 252. I can remember in like fourth grade or third grade, I had a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt that had like a skeleton on the back. And uh, my teachers thought I was like the biggest shithead because of it. They judged the book by its cover. Oh, 100%. I would have too. I, like even as a classmate, like look at this freaking douchebag. <laughs> as a third Stupid. grader? A stupid skull on the back of his shirt. My mom I never used to make thought, me cover I'm, it up. Going like I would wear it to church, and she would make me wear a jacket. It would be like July, and she's like, "You cannot wear that shirt." And my brother's be like, "He should be able to wear the shirt. It's a cool shirt." <laughs> but I'd have to cover it up, which was stupid. But on I the never thought said, skulls were cool. I haven't either. Like I, people are like, "Oh, I want a school tattoo." Huh? It's just like not to out anybody, but I've just never been like that's dope. Yeah, I'm not into. Skulls. I'm into true crime. Does that count? Yeah. That's some stuff I can get into. But if you had to pick one to watch, let's do this. If you had to pick one of these events, WrestleMania, the Masters, Formula One in Vegas, or the World Cup, if you, you have to watch one of them in person, which one's it going to be? Um, probably the World Cup, honestly. I think that atmosphere would be amazing. WrestleMania, I don't know enough about what's going on. The Masters, I would only want to see a couple guys, and I feel like... Standing there after a while in the heat, just watching them walk by and then swing a golf club would be like, okay, cool. I'd much rather see you in like another setting where like you can actually talk to this person. F1 in Vegas, I feel like you'd get bored just watching them go around the track every now and then. I feel like that's a, an event like ziplining or skydiving 
where it's really cool for the first 15 seconds. And then you're like, wow, they are still driving. We are an hour into this. Yeah, it is hot out here. It's yeah. loud. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that Like, one. I would enjoy the... About twice, and that would be about it. Yeah, two, you get two or three laps in, it's probably still cool. Yeah. After that, you get to like around... lap 36. <laughs> you're like... Brr. Right, like, oh, look, there's that car again. <laughs> it's now in second instead of first. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, look, he got new tires. That's fine. But, like, the World Cup, you're getting close to a goal. You see it come... You see the... You see it get crossed, and it's like, boom, there's a strike on goal. Goalie stops it. Crowd goes nuts. Or, like, even the chance that they do the... They have these loud, like, pipes that they blow into that make a real loud noise, the the clappers. It's just so different and cool. And, like, you got all the different countries in the mix of it, too. I just think it would be amazing. Here's one thing to consider, though. The United States not good at soccer. They're getting up there. They've gotten a little bit better. They qualified. I don't know that they're they getting They didn't do up that there. last time, so they're better than right. they were before. This would be like saying the Lakers are close to making the playoffs. Like, yeah, they're you know they're almost in there. <laughs> you know, or they get in the Spurs get in as a ten seed, and it's like, yeah. whew, look at the progress we've made. <laughs> That's the United States soccer, and about as much as I know about it for me, uh, if I'm watching one of them live in person. I do think it would be cool to see the Masters. Yeah. It is at the opposite end of the spectrum for me, though, on television. I cannot do it. So it I so actually, boring. I used to think watching golf on TV was boring, but I've actually kind of, within like the last year and a half or so, I've actually kind of started to enjoy it because once you realize who the golfers are and where they're at on the course, like if you got a guy that's on hole 17 and he's golfing real well and the guy that's in second place is on hole 13, it's like, whew, you know, that's a full a four-hole stretch there. Where it's like he has plenty of time to either catch up or just fuck this up royally. And by the time he, he gets to 18, it's like, okay, everyone's got all eyes on him because he's going to win. And in the moment, and pressure's just there. And then, like, every time you're watching it, you're not having any dull moments. You're watching someone, you know, either tee off, you know, second, third shot, a big putt. My problem is it's so slow-paced. And yeah. even the announcers, Jim Nance is phenomenal. But he's even talking to you in a whisper. Now on the seventeenth green, Tiger Woods. I'm fucking asleep. I'm I'm out. I'm not, yeah. I'm definitely like not just all eyes. And like, are we putting the announcers like on the tee box? Why can't they speak in a normal volume? Uh, some of give them me are. Gus Johnson out there at the Masters, and think, I'm hooked. I think honestly, their station is at one of the greens, so that's why. That's a fail. <laughs> I mean, that's where like. Uh, was like waste management, like hole 16, where it, like it's, an, it's completely enclosed by stands. Mm-hmm. That's usually where the announcers, like let's say the announcers might be there. And they're just kind of watching everything. But you got to remain quiet, respect the shots, or the golfer. I, I've never I also done think that. with golf, they're so sensitive. Like, oh, don't talk, don't cheer in my backswing. Get the fuck over it. Have you ever seen an NBA player shoot a free throw? You literally have people like taking their clothes off in the stands, waving crazy signs. Even the mascots get in on it. But we're in golf where I go, don't talk in my backswing. If you can't overcome somebody talking in your backswing, you need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I have one buddy who does like, oh, thanks for talking to my backswing. I was like, dude, you've talked through all my forward swings. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) 
Right. Or, you know, we play in a golf league together. You'll get guys out there who are very amateurs that are not good who are like, oh, like they'll give you a dirty look if you've made too much noise or if you're driving by when they're trying to tee off and things like that. That's stop it. It's not really affecting you. You're making it affect you 100%. because you get into your swing and then somebody does something and you throw a little hissy fit about, oh, thanks for doing that in my backswing. It didn't affect you, old man. OK, you're going to hit the ball 60 yards. <laughs> Keep teeing off. Or even at the most elite level where you get guys like uh, Rory McIlroy or some of these other great Mm -hmm. golfers, you should be able to withstand somebody talking throughout your swing. You are not that focused. It's not like you're trying to read a book or anything like that and you have words coming into you. Like Even watching some of these like announcers on TV, uh, like people hate Joe Buck and Troy Eggman, you also don't realize that they have producers talking to them in their ear. If you can feed a thought to a million viewers with somebody talking to you at the same time, you can hit a golf ball while somebody else in the stands is talking. I think a main part of it is because everything they, when practicing, there's nobody else out there. It is silent. Same there's, in the, a gym though, at basketball, you got no fans out there. Yeah, but you're used to the game moments of it being loud. Yeah, but like in practice, it's not. So it's just like, the, it's the old traditional thing of golf of like, Oh gotta be quiet. Why? Give me an honest, good reason why you have to be quiet out there. Because there's not one. It's just golf being golf. I would like to see the Masters in person. I do think it would be cool. But I do think golf gets in its own way a couple times. Yeah. By like, we've got to redo some things. It's not this old school country club level anymore. Like, if you really want to grow the game, do more things like the Waste Management Open. Yeah. Or maybe not sling beer everywhere because apparently that's not good. You don't do that. Um, you don't spray fans with champagne. That's against the rules. No, no, no. Like being able to cheer. I and I also just I hate when people overreact to the. Oh, you talked in my backswing. Yeah. Yeah, you're 50 yards away. Okay, so get over it. You're supposed to be a professional, which means you're good at it. But other events, I would like to see. I don't know if I would like to see WrestleMania live would probably be really cool. I have seen some tweets this week that if you see wrestling live, you really get a respect for the athleticism. And obviously it's fake, but they're still taking some pretty big shots. Yeah. You are still getting hit with a chair. Like it might not be full force. You've maybe learned or re, um, rehearsed it. It's still going to hurt. Or you're still going to get guys that mess up and miss. And they're like, hey, really fucking sorry. I hit you with that chair right in the face. So I do respect wrestling and the toll then it'll take on a body. I would like to see it. I think that is one thing that is, it's just a huge show. It's obviously fake, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a huge soap opera for men is what it is. And it's like so white trashy, but like the written storylines that go in with it, like with basketball, we're all excited that Duke might be in the national championship. They will just write that into the wrestling script and be like, hey, we're going to have this wrestler come out of nowhere. He's the new big guy. There you go. So I, I love that about WrestleMania. Formula One, would love to see that one in person. World Cup, I would like to tailgate for, but at the same time, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. And as far as TV goes, can't watch the Masters, can't watch the World Cup. Formula One, I'd get maybe, like you said, 20 laps in, maybe, yeah. at most. WrestleMania, I think I could watch it on TV, though. Here's a Tell the Truth Friday. I've never watched a wrestling match on TV. You're missing out. Like, I've just never seen an entire thing take place. Never knew the events or nothing. 
We just didn't. Get, I just never watched it growing up, and like, I've never been friends with anybody. that was like, "Yo, got to watch the wrestling match," and it's just like, "All right, whatever." I've seen like I'm UFC gonna make fights. you watch. Like, I'm gonna buy a pay per view, not WrestleMania. Maybe next year we buy WrestleMania, and I make you watch it. I just have a feeling you would love it. I don't know. There's possibility, but I don't. I just I don't know why. I'd be interested in that. <laughs> Maybe we get like SummerSlam or something like that. SummerSlam. Yeah, they they've got some events. WrestleMania is like their masters. It's like golf. There are a couple like major events that they do. Is but WrestleMania, WrestleMania like the is Super like Bowl? Masters. I think so, kind of. Okay. But with the Super Bowl, you have like that one end of the year event with yeah. just two teams. So I think it equates better to the masters. the masters. The best of the best are all there wrestling. Yeah. Gotcha. And they'll bring in like celebrities, they'll bring back Old guys. I think The Rock was there last year. or Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't know. I think Ronda Rousey was there a couple of years ago. Because I'll see the news of it on the I, uh, I saw Paige Van Zant, who used to be an MMA fighter. Maybe she still is. She's taking up wrestling. Yeah. I think that's genius, too. You get mm-hmm. some of these older UFC people. Uh, Ronda Rousey obviously tried it. Uh, Ken Shamrock tried it a long time ago. I think that's the way to do it. Kurt Angle used to be a, an actually good wrestler. Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. used to be a wrestler. There's obviously a good path there, but these guys make really good money to be entertainers. And then uh, just follow that path that The Rock set. Go be an actor. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> then you're set for life. Um, but for me, WrestleMania is like the event that I would like the most. To see on per- in person? In person or TV. I think it would. On TV, I just I can't get into those other sports. Yeah, because, I mean, the Masters, I'm only watching on Sunday. I'm not watching it on Thursday, Friday. It's only Sunday with, like, maybe exactly. the last hour or whatnot, where it's like, okay, they're on the back nine, let's go. <clears throat> so that is very fair. WrestleMania, I've just never watched it. It's never had interest in it. I think I'm going to buy the pay-per-view for, for you this weekend. Saturday? What time is it on? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to. I have no idea. All right, that's it for us today. Uh, we thank you guys for putting up with us uh, through all the weirdness. Uh, appreciate the effort of trying to pull off an April Fool's joke. Uh, really appreciate everybody in the chat chiming in on the Blue Bloods. It's great to have you guys in here with us every weekday right here starting at 10 a.m. Big Country and I will be back on Monday. Probably some real NFL news happening by then. If not, we'll be previewing the national championship game. We'll be talking about the final four results. Hopefully, um, I think we're both rooting for Duke versus Kansas in the national championship. Yep. Yeah, hopefully we get that on Monday. But thank you guys for joining us today. As always, we appreciate you, and we will be back on Monday right here on Mic'd Up.